Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish out Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Jesus is going to give quite a bit of detail with regard to what the final judgment will look like. These last two chapters, chapter 24 and 25, which are placed right in the middle of Holy Week, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So Jesus is going to return as a judge and as a king. This is a fulfillment of the Davidic prophecy way back in the Old Testament that the Messiah would come from the line of David and sit on a throne and establish an eternal kingdom. This is right on the cusp of that actually happening, this prophecy that Jesus is making about future events. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So again, this falls in line with what we've been saying about God's redemptive plan for the world. The message of the blessing came originally to God's chosen people, Israel, but it was intended to go through them and for them to bring the Messiah, Jesus, to earth and for the kingdom of God to be accessible to people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. So here he is with all the nations before him. And there are sheep among all the nations and there are goats among all the nations. Who are the sheep and goats? Let's keep reading. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What does this sound like? This sounds like the language that the two servants in the parable of the talents heard from their master in just yesterday's text. He goes on in verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So we need to unpack a couple things. First of all, Jesus is more than likely referring to the group of people who are his disciples. Jesus is saying, when you took care of one of the least of these, one of the neediest of these among those who are my followers, you took care of me. These are my brothers and sisters. They are an extension of me. They are my body. And when you take care of the body of Christ, you're taking care of Christ. And it's credited to you as such. Now, what we need to be very, very careful not to do with this text is to interpret it and apply it in a way that promotes a works-based righteousness. By the way, I've heard this done tons of times where this text turns into a message that suggests that to get to heaven, you need to do a bunch of good works. This is not a moralistic text. The point of this text isn't go find a hungry person and feed them so you can go to heaven. You might look at it at face value and say, well, that's sure what it looks like to me. The problem is if you apply it that way, then you're sideways with the rest of God's word, which makes it clear that people are only saved by faith in Jesus Christ. So what's going on here? Well, we've mentioned this many, many times on the Daily Dose podcast because it comes up over and over in scripture. The only way that you can receive the right righteousness of Christ is if your heart is transformed by faith in him and you're filled with the Holy Spirit who goes to work in every believer to make them sin less, to make them live more like Christ, to make them display more of the fruits of the Spirit and to live in a way that is more consistent with what Jesus is saying here. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 make it very clear that we're saved by grace through faith. This is not by works. This is not by our own doing. We can't boast about it. John 1, 12 says that if you've received Jesus, if you've believed in his name, then you are given 
the right to become children of God. In other words, you're grafted into his family. You're given his righteousness. This isn't by works, by doing good things, by clothing naked people or giving thirsty people water. This is only accomplished by faith in Christ. But when you put your faith in Christ, you begin to live a life that is more and more like this. And it's so natural that like the people on his right, the righteous ones who have trusted Christ and have their hearts transformed, you don't even really think of it as something you've done to earn a reward. You're just doing what God is working in you to do. So don't misunderstand or misapply or misrepresent this text. In fact, like I'm doing right now, we need more people going out of their way to clarify this text so it's not promoted wrongly. So now the question is, what happens to the people on the left? Well, verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now friends, besides doubling down on the point that I just made, it is abundantly clear that Jesus is promoting the idea of eternal life in contrast to eternal punishment, i.e. heaven and hell. This is another thing that is being misrepresented like crazy in the quote-unquote Christian world today. The idea of hell has become unpopular, so denominations and seminaries and preachers and ministry leaders have just decided to cut it out of scripture through academic and intellectual shenanigans that just are not supported by the text. Jesus clearly is, Jesus is clearly stating that there will be a judgment and the sheep will go to eternal life, the righteous ones who put their faith in Christ, and the goats who have not put their faith in Christ will go to eternal punishment. And no matter what anyone is telling you the Bible says or the Christian faith is about or what Jesus believed, look at the text. It's very, very clear. Now, like I said earlier, even though it looks like these people are being sent to eternal punishment because they didn't do certain good works, that's not the root problem. The reason they're not doing certain good works is because their hearts were never transformed by the Holy Spirit, which happens when a person puts their faith in Christ. These people were never made righteous. And because they were never made righteous, they were never able to do the things that naturally come from righteous people. Not because righteous people are so good and do it themselves, but because the Holy Spirit is at work in them, causing these things to happen. Man, this is a critical text to understand correctly. And it is so misunderstood. Lord, would you help us to help the world get the gospel right? We want to drift into works-based righteousness, and there is no place for that in your redemptive plan. Help us to think in a way that's consistent with your word and to effectively promote that with the influence and opportunities you give us. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.